Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's a Hello and thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. This week, I want to start by saying a happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, and yes, the moment has finally arrived. We have some Premier League football back to discuss after 14 weeks and six days. That is 104 days, 2,499 hours, 149,940 minutes and 8,996,000 seconds. But we are finally back. And of course, we travelled to Carrow Road to take on Norwich City on Friday night. More on that game coming up and our thoughts on Thursday night's homecoming against Arsenal. But first, let me bring in my co-hosts, Statman Steve and the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. All right, guys, how are we both? Not too bad, not too bad. Good, good. Um, Mush, what's new with you? How's Moscow going? It's all right. It's the weather's very, very nice. It's very hot, but being stuck indoors when it's, you know, 30 degrees outside is a little bit annoying, but... um, Finally ventured out of Moscow for the first time in however many minutes it was that you <laughs> said that, um, yesterday. And 
uh, it poured with rain. Oh, nice. Where did you go? Did you go um, back? Did you come back to England? <laughs> yeah, just a, a quick one. Yeah, the the trains um, don't go quite that far. But no, just um, <laughs> a friend's house in the country, just to the east of Moscow, I went for a, a, a nice classic barbecue oh, and beer session. Yeah, and we did the barbecue anyway in the rain. Nice. That all right. Good. But yeah. So if I'm sounding a little bit rough for today, you know why. No, you're not. You're sounding fine. You're sounding good. Mm. Um, and Steve, how, how about you? How's your tooth? Uh, yeah, it's a lot better now. Um, it's not hurting anymore, which is good. Um, you're, just but... n- you're just numbing it with some high-class spirits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a, yeah, like w- just water with a little bit of salt does the trick perfectly. But uh, yeah, it's going to have to get removed. So that's, oh, um, is it still there? You can get fun. Yeah, um, it's, it's still, I think it's just sort of where it's... Like poking out the gum, but not quite fully. So it's um, yeah, they're still gonna have to remove it. But I'm gonna try and put it off for as long as possible if I can. Teething problems. Teething problems indeed. <laughs> that would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> it would. Um, yes, uh, Father's Day today. So yeah, I got woke up at seven o'clock. Is that too early on a Sunday? I don't know. Um, it's probably bad. probably quite a lion for you, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. It's a bit, you know, best bit of sleep I've had in a long time. More than, as in, it was more than three hours. So yeah. <laughs> um, so did the Saints result have anything to do with that? No, I was just woke up by the by the children, by the monsters. That was because it's Father's Day, see. So they uh they jumped jumped on me, woke me up, and uh, showered me with gifts. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it was I nice. Clean, yeah. I hope they cleaned up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they actually got me like a, a a gin tasting set, which was nice. I've actually got it right here. I'm on, I'm on the first one already. It's like a fever tree oh, wow. pack. Um, oh, yeah. So at the moment, if you're interested, by the way, I'm mm-hmm. going for a elderflower tonic water with the Martin Miller's gin. So wow. it's going down nicely today. It's quite um, it's quite nice. It's, it's different. I've not had that one before. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. You can't you can't beat a good gin tea on the hot summer day. Yeah. But as I say, we're stuck in recording. At least we've got something good to talk about anyway, hey. Yeah. We do indeed, we do indeed. No, I mean, whilst we're, we're sharing what we're drinking, I'll try and pronounce what I'm drinking. I'm drinking a, a, a large place's Jintara Amber Lager. There you go. Where's that, <laughs> where's that from? Um, Lithuania. Nice. Wow. Lithuania. That's not where you went, is it? No, not, you didn't go as far as Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a quick nip, nip to Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the ITN news, um, there's a matter that I need to clear up. Uh, so we always give our ITN player of the month, right? Mm. But we only had one game in March, and that was against Newcastle. And I, I believe you were both. Were you at that game, Steve? You were, we were both. Oh, we were all at that yeah. game, weren't we? Yeah, yeah we were all were. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel it's necessary to give the player of the month just for that one game. Jan Valery. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember your man of the match for that game against Newcastle. Mine was Alex McCarthy. It has to be. Yeah. Okay, so that's two against one, so it doesn't really matter what Kev thinks. Alex McCarthy <laughs> is the man, uh, the player of the month for March, by default. A little asterisk next to it, yeah? Yeah, uh, no, mine was Macca as well. Oh, good, okay, so that's a full house. So he will be the official man of the month, uh, man of the, why do I keep saying that? Player of the month for March. Um, 
Yeah, and then I guess we can just do a player of the month for June and so forth. Well, yeah, April and May. I mean, does Maca get it by default? No, we just no one gets it. Uh, you can get it, Kev. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I I played uh, between uh, the Newcastle match and the Norwich match, so I think I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you played so, you played so well, yeah. Kev. Played so well. <laughs> <laughs> This is ITN in that number news. Okay, ITN news this week. Um, start with the biggest news, I guess. It was, of course, the new captain, James Ward-Prowse. And Ralph had said that he would be stripping Hoiberg of that honour, and it has actually happened. So this is this is what we expected, right? Yeah, um, I mean, um, I'm really kind of proud of the club and of Ralph for making that decision. You know, it shows that he's got a backbone and he's not going to kind of put up with what, Pierre's said in the background, so I think it's yeah, it's a no-brainer. You know, Warpraz loves the club and we love him, so it's uh, the right decision in my eyes. Yeah, and Kevin. Um, yeah, I'd have to concur. I mean, obviously, I, I'm. I've said this before. You know, Prowse should be in the captain a long time ago. He's you did, yeah, the you right, did say that. I think right. you said that. Under, I remember you saying it under Mark Hughes as well when when he gave it to Hoiberg. You you argued that why didn't Ward Prowse get it? So. Yeah, I mean, he's sort of come into his own since then, obviously. Um, and yeah, I don't think anyone can argue with it. It would be strange if he didn't get it. But I think, I mean, trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, maybe um, on the against side, if we are selling a Hoiberg, is stripping him of the captaincy going to devalue him slightly? Oh, that's a good point. But I mean, he's just got to show it with his performance. If he wants to move and wants to get to a big club where he says, quote-unquote, to win trophies, then only he, he needs to put himself in the shop window, then doesn't he? If he can overcome having this captaincy strip from him and still put up brilliant performances, then that will only do amazing things for him. Mm. Um, and, and more fixtures have been confirmed in July. So we host Man City on Sunday the 5th. That's a 7pm kickoff, I believe, and that has been broadcast on the BBC. Um, and then oh, on wow. yeah, and then on Thursday the ninth we head to Goodison. That is on Amazon Prime. Uh, and then the trip to Old Trafford on Monday the thirteenth, and that will be on Sky Sports. So yeah, three more to add to your diary there if you don't already know. Um, and I read on the on the website as well there's going to be a, a season ticket freeze. We, we we knew this was coming, and we just didn't know you know how they were going to deal with it. So the four remaining home games are being refunded off of next season's price. Or next season's you know season ticket price, and if you do not wish to re- renew your uh, season ticket, then you'll be given a full refund. Um, mm. There's also a three month instalment plan which they're doing, and I thought they already did that anyway. But yeah, so they, they they kind of made it easier for people in these in these difficult times. Uh, any adult that renews will receive a thirty five pound voucher, which can be used for away travel or any retail purchases. I don't know if that means beer at the game or something, because I mean I. But they've slashed a lot of prices in the megastore as well now, haven't they? They're down like to 70% off in the um, megastore for training gear. And actually, the, the shirt is about £16 now, if you want to buy that, just so you know. Uh, I'm still not going to get it. I still, even if yeah. they're giving it away, I'd turn it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was going to say the same. <laughs> but yeah, um, um, so I don't quite know if that's, uh, you know, just use that £35 voucher on away travel next season or just in the megastore. But either way, it's a nice touch. I think that's good. Uh, Michael Obafemi has been nominated for the European Golden Boy Award. 
Okay, that's that's the good news, right? But the bad news is there's a, there's a hundred nominated players, uh, and among them are Jaden Sancho and Erling Haaland. Uh, yeah, Erling Haaland of um, Dortmund. Mm. So yeah, it's an award given by journalists to young footballers who have impressed the most in a calendar year. It's it's just nice that he's been recognised, I guess, because he's yeah. not, not going to win it, is he? Let's face it, it's, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be Haaland's. Yeah, I, I think I we can probably mm. agree with that. But yeah, ni- nice recognition anyway. Um. And I also read on the website there's going to be changes to next season's ticketing ordering. So they've got this new system and a website called Secutix. I think that's how you, I think that's how you pronounce it. Secutix. As in, <laughs> as in S-E-C-U-T-I-X. Capital T. Stress on the ticks. that. No. <laughs> um, it's a cloud-based ticketing solution and it will handle both ticketing and hospitality. So... Yeah, not much. Uh, no, I don't really know much about it yet. Just that. Um, Stephen, uh, yes. you brought to my attention a couple of things this week. Uh, one good and one not so good. Uh, the good, the good bit was the the, the top seven could uh, well completely dismiss the EFL Cup next season due to the European fixture pileup. You know, if that's true then we really could make a push for some silverware. Surely we've got to be going for it. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was really. Um good news to read um obviously it's just a rumor at the moment but you know it could turn out um to be the case but i think yeah we could be in for a shout if um if, if that happens next season and um hopefully you know like we've we've been unlucky the last couple of years like you know drawn man city um in the league cup you know if they, if they weren't in the league cup this year we could have progressed a little bit further so um yeah i'm pretty happy about that if it's true yeah but uh, we need to like make a push for it and go for it and not use it as a as a stepping stone for these youngsters as such. We just need yeah. to get a full strength in. Why not? Why not go for it? Why not get a trip to Wembley, Kev? Of course, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I would love that. <clears throat> then we can get beaten by Man United on ghost goals again. <laughs> well, Man United won't be in it, will they? Who says they're going to be in the top seven? <laughs> yeah, well, same for Arsenal. <laughs> well, Man United are fifth at the moment, aren't they? And Arsenal are tenth, so I, I think they've got a pretty good chance of doing it still. But I think the final could have a really different feel about it. You know, some mm. some underdogs, well, at least an un- one underdog's going to Wembley. Yeah, it'd then, be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah, we're still getting knocked out in round two by Macclesfield or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we draw Macclesfield and think, yeah, this is it, this is where we start on our, on our road to Wembley and we get beat on penalties or something like that. I just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to uh, dull it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> and the other bit of news that you brought to my attention, Steve, um, this time of year, everyone's aware that these little, you know, fan concepts of kits, they come out. And some of them look yeah. really slick. Some of them look really clumsy and just plain ugly. <laughs> um, the, the one that you showed me was truly terrible. And I it's hope tragic. that was just a joke. Kevin, have you seen this? I haven't yeah. seen it. No, show it to me. Show it to me now. Oh, OK. I um, see this. Yeah, I, I read somewhere on Twitter that... Um, yeah, this this kit which kind of had like a stripe, um, like slash stripe. Um, apparently, our kit next season could be very similar to that, but I don't know how seriously to take that because it looked pretty awful. And Under Armour have, you know, not been not been great with the kit so far. So, kind of hoping for a better kit next season. It, it does have that sash on it, which Kevin seems to want to masturbate over. But... <laughs> well, hang on, you know, my, my clock's not out yet. Show, show me this kit. I can't find it to be honest. Um... Tweet me yet or Skype me? Yet. Right, send it on Twitter. Mm. At least it's not as bad as this season. But... Um, 
That's not that bad, actually. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't like the um, the batch background. No. I, I don't think that should ever it, exist. It kind of history. looks like the Huddersfield one from last season, the bad yeah. background, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's just the collar thing. I don't know what they keep trying to do with the collar. Like, just... What's the collar? Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's always like a button that seems recently, or like um, a little bit of a V-neck. Like, why can't they just do it? I don't get it. Like, why can't it just be a normal kind of collar? Well, not not sort of without a collar at all. Rather than the yeah, just like a simple collar, like just the circle, like rather than like a little button or something like that. Not not from the buttons. No, in the nineties, they all had costs, didn't they? Um, yeah. How else was Canton I going to do his posing? Yeah, I, I love a collar. I do love a collar. <laughs> So, but you still don't like the centenary kit? No, because I, I I like it for. I mean, I would have liked it if it was like a third shirt or something like that. And I, I get the yeah. history of it, but it's just fucking boring, isn't it? It's just nothing yeah. to it. There's no stripes on it. Everyone no. seems to cream their pants over it, and I don't get <laughs> it. I think it's it looks just, a bit like a gym shirt. Yeah, it doesn't look like a football shirt for me. And I, I know people don't like the sponsors. But I do. I actually like this. I think it adds something different to the shirt. I think a, sh- a, sh- a shirt without a sponsor just looks plain. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I like sponsors as long as they're not daft, like the AAP3 or the um, or the Audi Sports that we currently have. But the Virgin Media oh, yeah. one is fine, as long as it's not too ugly, like, like, it's just like yeah. blue on red and white or anything shit like that. But mm-hmm. as as I think the design this season, oh, sorry, next season, is going to have to incorporate that... Um, that logo somehow, and that takes a lot of doing. I mean, it's it's quite a, a nasty logo, well, strange I mean, shape as well. You say that, Kev, but I mean, I've seen some some pretty decent fan efforts at Saints kits, and they've made they've somehow made that logo look good. Um, there was one that I saw. Let me see if I can find this for you because I thought it was excellent. Yeah, here we go. This. This is very good. Can you see this? Oh. Yeah, I've seen that one. That is nice. Can okay. See, can you see that one, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit further away. Yeah. Oh, that, that's nice. That's got it's a got red collar. It's got a lovely little collar. Nice little V-neck. Because it hasn't got the yeah. stupid daft thing around the badge. Stupid black thing. <laughs> and the nice black shorts. It's got the red and white socks. Mm. Nice bit of black around the arm there. Nice trim. That yeah. is lovely. That's, that's good, yeah. Yeah, that is lovely. That's very good. Yeah. I'd say I'd buy either of those, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just because this season's um, made me look back at every single other kit and think, it's why didn't I buy that one? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly the worst kit. <laughs> it is bad. And then we've got, of course, we've got um, our kit series that we've been doing on Instagram, which I'll get back to it mm. today. Yes. We'll be going to the second round soon. So. Oh, how many kits have you got left? Um, I think we've got another four or five in the first round to go through. And then we are going to second round, so it'll be the previous winners from the first round. It's like knockout we're doing. So it'll be interesting to see who's who's there. Um, yeah. Any more news from you guys at all? Um, well, potentially, um, yeah, saw that Nathan Teller, um, he got his debut, which is yep. really good to see because mm. um, his contract's going to be running out at the end of June. So I think Ralph wants to try and use him for a few games just to see... Um, you know, if he's if he wants to keep him on, and hopefully um, he will do. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. This is good, but I mean, did you just say debut? <laughs> or de- debut? Yeah. Debut? Is that like is a, that, is that right? like an Essex thing? Because I've always pronounced it as debut. 
debut. Oh, yeah. Debut. Uh, maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm just... Um, American. Yeah. Or yeah. Australian, <laughs> like that as well. <laughs> Wasn't he in the Dutch defence in the 80s? The <laughs> <laughs> Um Anyway. I've always said the beer. It's just an, that's an American thing. Uh, too much American TV. It's, yeah. it's debut. It's <laughs> Goodness <laughs> Debut. I've got it. As in debut. So us arg- arguing over a, a, the pronunciation of a French word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's it for news. Okay. Oh, the other piece of news is it is it garage or garage? Garage, garage, garage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Actually, I kind of say it like garage. Garage. It's definitely an Essex thing. Hi, I'm Matt Latissier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, so on to Norwich City away. Um. Pretty good result, I reckon. Um, Norwich actually have a great record at Carrow Road against us. They lost just one in seven in the Premier League. Uh, that was coming back way in 93-94 season with that 5-4 win. I remember that game too. I remember it well. Um, and we were looking uh, to make it the first double over Norwich in the top flight ever. And this is the 22nd attempt at doing so. Um, and this fixture has a habit of being kind to the home side. Home side wins out, stretching back to August 2013. So, not great stats going in. Couple that with the fact that we have our our friend Kevin Friend taking charge, mm-hmm. um, and you can throw form out the window because of what's what's been going on. But despite all that, a runaway three 0 win. Um, Danny Ings opened the scoring, of course it had to be. Um, Armstrong doubled the lead in just under an hour, and Nathan Redmond finished it off. So, yeah, nice, nice, comfortable 3-0 away win. Uh, starting 11, McCarthy, Bertrand, Bednarik, Stevens, Valerie, Redmond, Hoiberg, Captain Prousey, Armstrong, Ings and Oberfemi up front. Like it matters, but three changes from that loss to Newcastle on the 7th of March. It's Oberfemi and Armstrong and Redmond coming in. Um, guys, the, the starting 11, did anything surprise you? Uh, was the inclusion of Valerie a surprise? Um, or were you expecting this from his inclusion in the Bristol City game? Um, I predicted last week that um, he'd come out and not Hoiberger right back. Mm-hmm. Um, or, sorry, or Prousey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that turned out to be true. Um, I, I didn't expect Long to be completely left out of the squad so maybe I missed a piece of news I mean is he muscle um, back ah yeah. okay mm. but, however he did say about two days before so it would have been on the Monday no sorry the Wednesday that he, that the game will be coming too soon for him so uh, that's mm. that's good so I mean maybe we could see some sort of um, maybe on the bench against Arsenal who knows but yeah um, Oberfemi instead of Adams yeah. yeah, yeah, that's to be expected, isn't it? Okay, and Steve? Yeah, um, I thought Oberfemi did pretty well there. Um, I was quite surprised to see Valerie starting. I mean, especially after the error against Newcastle. Um, and I just want to see more of Walker Peters. Really, I don't think we've been able to see enough of him to make a proper judgment. So, mm. kind of hoping next game we we see him at right back. But apart from that, like I was very happy with. Uh, with the starting eleven, okay, um, and the bench was well, we were fully stocked, even without Shane Long and Musa Gineppo. Um no. So it was Gunn, Vestergaard, Adams, Romeu, Buffal, Kai Walker, Piers, uh, Smallbone, Danso, and under twenty-three striker Nathan Teller, who 
would later make a debut, albeit, <laughs> albeit a three-minute cameo. Cameo, yeah. So, <clears throat> as we said, long injured, muscle problem, um, and of course, Musa Gineppo was suspended. Um, Steve, I'll start with you. The game, how it started. Actually, before before that, did, were you watching on Sky, Steve? I did, yeah. Um, did you see that little montage they had at the start of the season so far? Because I was sat there watching that, and I had goosebumps. Just yeah. remembering everything and all the goals, and uh, they didn't show the Pompey ones, but obviously because it wasn't Premier League. But it was, just, it just made me like I was so, oh, so pumped, so ready to be oh, back, I, and it was so good. Yeah, no, I, I have to say I, I think I missed that. I think I was playing FIFA. So. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry to crash that, but no, that's fine. Um, no yeah. I, I, to be fair, throughout the week I was watching loads of uh, clips and montages of our season so far so yeah it's I did feel like really like super happy when when the game started um and then we kind of yes as I said like we struggled to get hold of the ball for like the first 15-20 minutes yeah, but I slow, think wasn't it? very slow yeah I think potentially that's just a bit of you know like rustiness obviously they're not played for three months so um yeah, I think that's probably to be expected. But then we got a grip on the game and things started to go from there. So, yeah, um, yeah to be expected. Hey, and we saw, Kev, um, from well, from Norwich's point of view, there a, lot, a lot of heavy touches, first touches especially, and lots, lots of space opened up really early. It's like the space that we had in the first 10 minutes was like 70 minutes plus on a normal game. It was just so much space out wide. Yeah, we kind of was playing it a Saints game in reverse, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean Norwich, they 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 were looking all right for the first you know about twenty minutes or so. Um, but they, yeah, they just kind of whatever head of steam they built up, they kind of lost, and um, we took advantage of it. I'd say from the first half, I mean it's it quite an even match, I suppose. Um, but I mean, yeah, we, we were clearly the better side, and uh, again we got another ten- game of two halves. Mm. Um, luckily, luckily they weren't right way around this time <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't I mean, too much of the first no and you said then that, um, that it started off Norwich well they actually were the better side and I actually thought Norwich's defence were great in that first 20 minutes that sounds really really hard to say knowing that how they finished the game and, and being the pessimist that I am I panicked and thought you know my prediction was going to come true straight away you know even though Ings looked sharp um, and he was mm-hmm. there uh, space down the wings to say, and you felt that chances were going to keep coming. But I actually thought that Norwich defended quite well, as in they were closing down quick. So as soon as Saints had the ball in their final third, that was it. They were swarming, and I thought this this doesn't bode too well. Yeah, I, I think as well with Norwich, they've had was it Grant ha- Grant Hanley's been kind of ruled out for mm-hmm. the rest of the season, and they've been really unlucky with injuries. So um, having Tim close to come back as well, he's I don't know if he's played at all. No, um, he's just, just had an um, uh, anterior cruciate, didn't he? Just um, yeah. recovering from that. Mm. Yeah, really unlucky. So, yeah, they, they did defend very well in the first half. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, and, and fitness was always going to be the story, wasn't it, Kev? Um, uh, but we saw... <laughs> this, this made me laugh, actually, because we saw Ings had a header, and it was saved by Tim Krull. When Krull gets up, you could see him breathing heavy. I thought, fucking hell, that's the goalkeeper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like there's like 22 Charlie Austins out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it def- I suppose this is the initial kind of test of you know who's been putting the hours in um, under lockdown. Obviously not Tim Krull. We thought I'm a fucking goalkeeper. I don't need to keep up my fitness as much as them. 
yeah. Um, yeah, he's been on the on the on the cakes, maybe. The first real chance of note was um, Armstrong. From what I noted down, anyway, was um, that first time effort from a corner went straight to Cruel. Yes. Um, and Norwich didn't really have any. I mean, they had that one chance, but like I said about the the first touch. I think it was Jermich, uh, wasn't it? They had that touch and it just went away from him and he spurned his opportunity. Uh, and then 33 minutes in, Ings hit the bar. Yeah, thought that was going to be in. Yeah, yeah, that was a solid chance. I mean, you can see. I mean, um, Jack fucking Stevens. I mean, <laughs> what a fucking trooper yeah. um, to steal that ball of Cantwell and just yeah plows all the way um, across the pitch. Um, but yeah, when it gets out wide to Armstrong, I think it, I thought it was going going out. But yeah, finally gets to Ings, and yeah, I mean it was just you know about an inch off, wasn't it? It could have pinged or rather than that off of the wood. Yeah, that had me jumping out of my seat. Yeah, and I suppose that was the only real chance by any team really, apart from that Armstrong shot, as I'd say. Um, that one was really it at half time. I mean, I don't know if you guys got the stats at halftime, but I, I really didn't because it wasn't looking great and I thought it was quite boring. And I actually thought the, um, I mean, okay, I don't, I don't know how, what, um, coverage you were watching. I don't know if you were, you were streaming British or anything like that, but they had, American. Um, American. Okay. So we had, um, Patrice Ever and, and Roy Keane in the studio. Oh, I like, I like Roy. Yeah. yeah everyone loves Roy. <laughs> it's just a bit different. Um, and he was actually quite, he wasn't as, <laughs> the, the guy's scary. He scares me. And <laughs> whenever anyone puts a foot wrong, that's it. You know, he jumps on them straight away as he did it at, at full time of the Man United Tottenham game, by the way. Um, but he was quite subdued about it. He didn't think, he, I mean, he said that Norwich lacked, lacked quality, which is, he's right. And he said that, Saints were just starting to come into the game at the half, which again was right. Yeah, did you get any halftime stats at all, any of you two? Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking for them and then um, <laughs> just decided to get a beer instead. Um, <laughs> right, sure. No, yeah, I didn't even... I thought, I thought I'd downloaded them. Yeah, clearly I had much better things to do. <laughs> but um, anyway, we didn't have to wait too long into the second half. I think it was four minutes in um, and, and we started the scoring. Danny with a lovely little curler. As I said, it just had to be him, didn't it? That's the 16th of the season now. And it's actually the first uh, Saint in the Premier League since James Beattie in 2002-2003 to score 15 goals or more. So um, James Beattie scored 23 that season, by the way. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's got, still doing. he's got a long way to go, hasn't he? Was it eight games yeah. left? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he needs to get some serious scoring going. But, yeah, so, yeah, fantastic. Great start to the second half, and that was it. Pressure off a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I was on a bit of a delay um, because of the stream. And you were drunk. And, yeah, I could see... And, and I, I was drunk, and that clearly that affects <laughs> the internet. Um, but, um, yeah, I could see the, the messages kind of uh, streaming in. I was like, okay, yeah, something's going to happen. And, yeah, well, wow. Yeah, what a way to, to kick off the second half. I mean, it comes from a throw-in, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very unlike Saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bertrand making a, an epic, epic throw-in. And, and they all just assist, kind of... Yeah. Uh, kind of well, a system of a system of a system of an assist. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Redmond and Armstrong and, yeah, Oberfemi, I mean, he was... I thought he was a little bit... Um, um, I did, there's nothing that really... I didn't remember much of his performance from the first half. 
Um, but yeah, they, they work brilliantly to kind of, you know, zigzag the ball about. And when he gets to Ings, he's in acres of space. Um, and just, yeah, he has the time to, to pick his spot. And, uh, yeah, just robotic precision that he's famed for. No rush there, anyway. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where they were at all. Mm. Yeah, no, I think as well with um, the first half, Overfemi was kind of running free, and all he had to do was square it to Ings, and it would have been a goal. So potentially had that in the back of his mind, and then when he passed to Ings for his goal, passed mm. to Ings for his goal, then um, you know potentially Ings said something to her about um, the miss at half time. So yeah, um, I'm glad that link up came about. Yeah, and then from then on, it was like foot on the pedal stuff. It was you know Armstrong. Perfect little finish, lovely little goal. Um, mm. I suppose you could you could point the finger at the uh, Norwich defence. They didn't really close it down enough. Just let him run freely. And did you I know? Did you know mm. that Armstrong has scored more goals in his last seven no, last seven appearances than he did in his first forty four in the Premier League? Did see that stat? Yeah, mm. it's incredible. Might have to get him into my FPL team as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hot, hot form. Oh, yeah, he he, he, he just um. Nutmegs uh, closer, doesn't he? Um, really cheekily. Um, but the ball travels quite far before it before it gets to the goal. I think Krul must have been sort of blindsided by uh, by that, thinking that well, maybe he couldn't couldn't quite couldn't quite see it. Still catching his breath on that first header from Ing. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> the third goal is almost identical as well. Yeah, um, but do you know when we went two new up? I, I, it was at this point, I mean, me and Steve talk, talked about this before we went on air, that I thought, OK, you know, we're two new up against the sinking ship. No no, no disrespect to Norwich, of course, but mm. Norwich do not have the quality to get back into this game. Why don't we utilise these three subs and give someone a go? And it was, yeah. it was screaming for Adams for me. Yeah. You know, restings now because he's put in a shift already. He's got a goal. Some, yeah. But yeah. I just wanted I just wanted Adams to come on much earlier. Give him, give him some time in the perfect scenario. Last season, Shea scored 22 goals against Championship opposition, and he actually scored against them at Carrow Road. Um, and let's okay. face it, Norwich are a Championship outfit, aren't they? I mean, again, I mean, no disrespect. So, wouldn't it have been the perfect opportunity to bring Adams on? Definitely. Yeah. I know he I, did, I think... but with 10 minutes, you know. Yeah. I felt sorry for, sorry for him coming on. Uh, you'd just see his face and think, oh, come on, mate. Like, uh, yeah, well, you've got up to five substitutes. Yeah. Yeah. Two new up against yeah. Norwich, you are not going to do it. They, they're not going to register a shot in this second half. They've got nothing to offer. Give, give Ings a rest for, for um, because I'm always, I'm still always wary about Ings with injuries. You know, yeah, me too. He's done his job. It's like we need him for Arsenal. Yeah. Bring on Shea, he needs a goal. He needs that confidence. And you can actually play free. Just be like, we're tuning up. There's no pressure on me. Get on and do I know. it. That's yeah. the only gripe that I've got with, 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 with the Friday's result. Just, yeah, disappointed in that. Yeah, I think, I think again, like, I've, I've heard quite a few fans say it, but it, again, it's like a bit of stubbornness from Ralph that he's not wanting to use these subs a little bit earlier. And as we say, like, we've got five subs to use and we're up a few goals. So it's the perfect time to go for it. Um, but hopefully, maybe maybe he's just seeing how the squad all kind of um, you know progress in the game. So maybe he just wanted to stick them together for as long as possible. But sure. I, yeah, I don't I don't really understand it myself. I, I, I suppose that the one one good thing about him not doing that is the fact that he wants to close these games out and he doesn't want to you know relax a little bit. 
because there was no sign of relaxing it, which, which is nice to see. And uh, Prowse had one cleared near the line. Still going yeah. for that foot, constantly going for it. I mean, I mean, I'm just going to use Mourinho as an example. He'll go one nil up and park the bus. There's plenty of managers that will go one nil up and park the bus, no matter who you're playing. Ralph has never done that. Even when you're two nil up, even when you've got five subs, he still doesn't want anyone to relax. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's quality kind of uh, from Ralph. I think um, that's. That's his philosophy of the game. Um, at, like we've only drawn two games, I think, this season. So, I think I read a piece um, that Carl produced is saying that um, Saints are either going to go and win a game or lose it. Like they're not set up to draw. So, like we're always going to go full throttle, and that will result in either a win or a loss. So, yes. Um, so that's quite interesting. Yeah, very good point. But Kev, it was total dominance from there on. Even you know at two 0 and yeah. Yeah, and it, I said to Steve as well, so that I could watch the game with a smile on my face, and you know that's rare. Just a smile on my face is rare, but when you <laughs> when you're team new up and, and and absolutely cruising against Norwich, you feel relaxed as you can be as a Saints fan, which is something that we don't often get to enjoy. Yeah, I mean did that Pookie chance did that um, give you the willies a bit? <laughs> what Pookie chance? I don't remember it. That's how, that's how relaxed I was. Well, I mean, he had a lot of time on the ball. But um, and and there were there was space in front of him, but I, I mean our defence kind of just closed in and like a a line in front of him, and um, Bednarik um, clears it, the sort of pirouette. But I mean, I think you know six months ago, um, he probably would have been scoring a chance like that. And I don't know if that's a compliment to our defence or an insult to to Buki's momentum, you know. Both, isn't it? it just shows how they've because uh, they started the season quite well, didn't they? When Norwich were playing well, Pookie was playing well and scoring all those goals. And yeah. now they're rock bottom and they look doomed. You know he's suffering from it as well. It doesn't help that Farker took him and um, Cantwell. Cantwell off as well. Yeah, that's yeah, it's weird. Strange yeah. one. You need goals and you're sitting back and it's kind of like yeah, we ain't gonna get back into this game. I'm sorry, guys. But. But yeah, and then of course, Redmond, the Redmond goal, uh, just, just easy really, wasn't it? Just like a tired Norwich defence, even more so. And like I said, resound to the fact cruel. that yeah, <laughs> knackered him cruel, and they were just <laughs> resound to the fact that they weren't going to be picking up any points. It was job done. Yeah, yeah, beautiful goal. I think uh, I watched it in slow mo, and he's just, just the eye of the defenders slightly shifts it to his left, mm. and then bang, goal. It's beautiful. Very nice to watch. Yeah. Um, guys, I want to mention Hoiberg. So mm. I, I made a, an effort to watch him, and I wanted mm. to see, you know, his demeanour, see if his heart was still in it. And as smooth as the victory was, he was his usual self, I guess. He was just yeah. very, very casual. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping up with his backward passes, and I, yeah. I, I made—I actually made a note of every single one, and, okay. and every attempted forward pass, and every single time he attempted to move it forward, he gave it away. So, like I said, his usual self. There was no urgency. That was something that was different. He just had okay. no, no desire to get the ball going forward, um, and that was stark contrast to anyone else in that midfield. Every single time that Redmond, Ward-Prowse or Armstrong got that ball, they looked forward and they went with the ball. Hoiberg uh, didn't. But like I said, that is how he normally plays. It's not a critique. I'm just saying this is how he does it. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and, but but he did do a good job closing down, and I think winning the ball back quite a lot of the time. So yeah, but to me, yeah. he just seemed like he was playing angry. He was just <laughs> playing with a frown all the time, and despite being on the front foot for like what ninety percent of the game, he just and there was that moment when he got hit in the lip, didn't he? And he was complaining at the ref. Fair enough. But there was another moment as well where he just he just just looked like he was whinging a lot. Now I don't know if that's because he's you know he's upset with Ralph, whatever it is. I don't think he was. I don't think he was terrible. I just thought he was his usual self. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was also a moment where he's kind of going up to complain to the ref and then Will Prowse just takes it over, um, just says, like, to Pierre... Oh, I'm the captain oh, I've got now. This. I'm the captain um, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> Step the fuck back. You don't get to speak to the ref now. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kev, how did you see Hoiberg? Um, yeah, I mean, I was... Kind of yeah. Also, I had half an eye on him, um, thinking that you know it could it could be a, a disappointing performance. But yeah, I thought it was just a, re- a regular Hoiberg performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I want to make yeah. it clear that I'm not now that he's, he's shown his desire to leave the club. I'm not going to go out of my way just to make a you know make him look like a twat. He, he can do that all by himself. I, he doesn't need me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think he will. I don't think he's that sort of person. Sure. But, um, and like I said, he's in the yeah, he's, he's in the window now. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that, that's that's got to be motivation, surely, for um, him to at least put a decent shift in each week. I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know Ralph's strategy. Maybe he said to him, "Look, there's no need. To, we were two 0 up. Maybe he just said, look, keep the ball.' Don't do anything stupid with it, and that was why. And, you know, he already turned him up at that point when I saw him. Just like we, we could have had a break, we had a chance at a break. I think um, Ings was running at that point. At that point, Armstrong was running at that point. Oberfemi was running. He got the ball in the middle of the park, no one around, and he just sort of like stopped and he waited for them to close him down. And that's when I thought, what are you doing? Yeah. But mm-hmm. maybe he's just thought, oh, you know, I'm a little bit knackered. We're two 0 up. There's no need to push it. I don't know, but. That's, that's it wasn't exactly fast paced at that point. Either. No, but it could have been. My, that was my point. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and he and he came off as well for Smallbone, I believe. Yes. Got that right. Yes. Um. So again, I think that kind of says about how Rouse looking to fill that hole. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um. So. And guys, I was only saying last week as well. Um. That Danso hadn't had time to impress. You know, in in these positions, and I said, you know, he needs to be put in at a position where we're not going to concede this would have done wonders for his confidence like I said yeah. he could have been like Adams and played with that freedom without that pressure no fan pressure two new up just go and play for fun you know and again that's another one of my uh, my gripes I have to pick something don't I I can never just be happy and satisfied <laughs> with the three nil win but be happy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, um, and then we don't, also. Don't, I was going to say, don't worry, we'll, we'll lose again next week. I'm sure. <laughs> back to normal. Back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back to normal. Um, and then Nathan Teller came on, um, another debut handed by Ralph, um, and again, that was a perfect time to release him as well. But I, I was thinking, when he come on, I was thinking, wouldn't this be cruel on Shea if he comes out and scores like a 25 oh, yarder yeah. or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <he had> a <laughs> chance. <laughs> it crossed my mind. I thought he's he's going to fill his boots. He's going to get a double or something, but. <laughs> yeah, good to see that Ralph has still got the um, the youth at heart and still wants to bleed these youngsters through. Yeah, yeah, and he looked very, very pleased to be there. He looked a bit nervous on the when he was coming on, didn't he? I thought, oh my god, he looked like, yeah. am I here? Is this happening? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, another one. That's good. Um, and then we saw Kyle Peters come on and Buffal, I believe. 
Um, but yeah, that was about it. That was the uh, that was the game after the third goal. It was just a bit, as Kev said, it was all a bit slow paced from there. Um, but I mean, Ralph using those substitutions as a sort of you know trying to slow the game down and kill it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, I mean, are we safe now? I think so. All yeah, that, really. Found it. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? It's nice to say that we've got these eight games left to play, and, and you know. Moved up to 13th from 37 points. Now that would have been enough to stay up in the last three seasons. Mm. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, guys, I want to. Talk, I mean, you mentioned already, Steve, about um, the performance of Michael Oberfemi. You were quite happy with him, and, and Kevin, mm. yeah, you too. Um, but yeah, I just put here thoughts. Your thoughts on Jan Valerie and Michael Oberfemi. Mm. Yeah, Oberfemi. I was yeah pretty pleased with. I think. Yeah, we didn't really see too much in the first half. Like I was saying earlier, like he could have squared it to Ings and that would have been a goal. But mm. he said went for the shot. He didn't. I think he just didn't look up. Um, but he's still young. He's still got a lot to learn. And he then squared it to Ings for the goal. So um, yeah, overall pretty pleased with Obafemi. But I think with Valerie again, it comes back to defence, and he's just not good enough in defence. Um, going going forwards, like brilliant like really really good mm. uh can't fault him for that but i think when we were seeing um i can't remember who played it over the top but valerie it was almost a carbon copy of what happened with newcastle valerie kind of this time he'd kind of headed it but not very well kind of to the, to the side and then it ended with norwich i think having a shot and missing yeah, but again, it quite, again wasn't it yeah yeah quite easily could have led to a goal um it's very shaky at the back yeah, oh, that, that was against Lewis. But I, I was kind of looking at, you know, Cantwell versus Valerie is one of the key battles, um, yeah, especially after that Newcastle match. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he just does still have the habit of taking on players and, and not being able to keep the ball. Or just making quite preventable errors. Uh, but is that enough to warrant Kyle Walker-Peters? place over him um, like we have no idea what he's playing like um, only Ralph knows that from seeing him in training sure um, I mean I've got yeah I, I've got here in my notes when I was, I was taking notes during the game and, and Valerie looked bad at times like I've got mm. exactly what Steve had said like defensively he's, he's a he's a question mark um, and going forward I mean I don't know if there's a way that we can utilise him with that for, with that wing back thing again but I don't want to play the you know the three at the back and use wing back no. I don't I don't want to revert back to that because you have to bring back Vestergaard then wouldn't you exactly yeah, yeah. I'm, not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not comfortable with that either so it's I don't know but then you know there's nothing to say like you said Kev that Kyle Walker-Peters might not have you know that that same energy going forward I just don't know he's supposed to be very good at going forward and he's supposed to be good at defending as well so at the moment, it just seems like he's an upgrade on Valerie. But, hey, um, Obafemi, see, this is the thing. We, I, I don't, I'm not ple- as pleased with him as a lot of Saints fans. Okay. I just think he makes bad, bad decisions quite a lot. But like you said, he is young. And that, that one that he should, he should have squared it to Ings, it, mm. he didn't look up. I know he's still learning his trade. He was wide open. I don't, I don't think he played bad. But why is he ahead of Shea at this point? What, what has he done that stands out? I mean, we have to say that he's the number three at the moment, isn't he? You've got, you got Ings, you've got yeah. Ings, and then you've got Oberfimmer. But what is he doing that stands out over Shea? For me, there is nothing yeah. obvious on the field. So it, it must be in training. And, well, and, and Ralph, yeah, no, actually no, scored Ralph, a goal this season. 
Yeah, but Che hasn't had a chance, <laughs> has he? But Ralph knows best, right? And I trust him. I just think that although Shea isn't helping with the scoring, he's certainly helping in different aspects. That Oberfemi is. He's just just before the pause, we saw how well he was doing. You know, tracking back, winning balls. He got an assist as well, and that I can't remember who it was, but he done that little back heel. Yeah. He was playing. Yeah. He was playing so well, just not contributing to goals. So there must be something that Ralph is seeing in training that says, okay, Oberfemi, you're ahead of Shea at this point. But I mean, you, you, you put you put Oberfemi in the championship. Does he score twenty two goals? I don't think he does. No, I, th- I think in my opinion he's closer to Long of Adams and Ober- Oberfemi and Adams. He's the closer. So to you just think it's a, match, like it's a matchup? Just, I think so. just I think it's just purely his uh, Ings. yeah his pace and his pressing. I think because you know Adams isn't as fast as Oberfemi, so I think. It's, it, I think it's just purely based on that logic. Um, because okay, again, so like, I think Adams doesn't get more game time. So would you would you feel comfortable with Long and Adams playing up front? Yeah, I mean, I think Adams is probably closer to Ings than he is to Long. So it would, if it was going to be playing Adams instead of Ings, for example, he would have to play with Obafemi or Long. I don't think Ings and Adams complement each other very well. Um, because when when we had that game against Chelsea, it was Adams and Oberfemi up front, I think, and they they played really well. Um, so it's kind of just like they're playing off um, mm. of each other, I, in my opinion, anyway. No, that's, that makes sense. I mean, Oberfemi's had uh, all the chances. Um, I mean, Adams he had his chance at the beginning of the season, and Oberfemi didn't. And then, yeah, around Christmas, New Year, roles are sort of definitely reversed. With Oberfemi as the kind of reserve striker, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think is I think that just he because of the goal? Is that just because of the goals that he scored? Um, I mean, it's a good reason to have him in there, isn't it? Yeah, but if you've got Ings up top anyway, you need someone to play with him. Why not have someone that can check back and, and you know put in a shift in the middle of the park as well? Because I think Adams can do that more so than Oberfemi. And I think Adams is more a natural goal scorer than Oberfemi. Just we haven't seen it. Yeah, we just really haven't. I mean, I, it, it's kind of chronic at this point, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. It's goal scoring. But, um, but then it could be what Steve said. It could just be like the match-up with, it, with Ings. He plays better with Ings. Everyone plays well with Ings. I mean, Long plays <laughs> incredibly well with him. Yeah. Um, but maybe Adams just doesn't, and you can't leave Ings out of the side, so... Yeah, it has, I mean, to be, it, it has to be over Yeah, no, Ings, Ings is, is everything. You have yeah. to kind of build, build build the whole team around him. Yes. Okay, right, I want to jump into some stats before we get into yours, Steve. I just want to hit you with, yeah, one, with, with one. Um, it brought to my attention, actually, that we've had more away wins this season than Man United and Arsenal combined. Yes, that is correct. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? And in fact, only the top four have won more away games than Southampton. That is incredible. Now, if only we can do that at home. But again, home field advantage does not matter shit in this current situation because we have no fans there. So Ooh. Thursday's game is going to be very, very interesting indeed. Steve is that man. <laughs> Steve the motherfucking stat man. Okay, stat man Steve. Your stats, what have you got for us this week? Here we go. Yeah, so 
again, just reflecting on what you said, we we have the most away wins only behind City and Liverpool, which I think is incredible. Um, so start that one off. But yeah, looking at the stats, I think we were we we're both pretty even in possession. Um, I think the story's more in that you know the, the shots we got away. We had 22 shots, um, which is yeah again an incredible stat, and none of those were on target. Um, and I was saying to you just before we went on air as well that McCarthy actually only had one save to make. Yeah. So amazing. I, think, I didn't realise that. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought he saved more, but potentially that was just where they had shots off target or just you know completely missed. Um, so maybe that's just Norwich being a bit toothless there. But I think in terms of actually how we won the game, I thought the battles were won mostly. Um, in the air, I thought Hoiberg was really good in the air, winning those kind of duels. Um, and I was looking that we'd actually won 23 um, aerial duels to Norwich's 14. So again, that's, that's wow, quite that's massive. kind of a stark difference. Yeah, and we'd had 18 inceptions to their six. Was that all in the middle of the park, or was that defensive duels as well? That's that's all over the park. Okay. But we, I, I feel that we won most of the game in the middle and kind of the attacking third. So. Um, going on to, you know, the, the pressing game that we play, um, we'd, we'd won 20 pressures more than Norwich in the middle third, and we'd won 32 more in the attacking third, which I just think speaks volumes about what Ralph's doing to the side and where he wants to be winning um, the ball. He wants to be winning it in that attacking third and then getting away a shot, you know, quite quickly after we've, we've done those pressures. Um, really, really want to highlight Danny Ings because... Not only for his goal-scoring exploits, but his press is just brilliant. It's it's so good. Um, he had the highest number of pressures in the game. He had 20. It's, it's just uh, amazing after this break as well. Yeah, it's just got so much energy. I mean, I, I don't know what they've been working on, but it's incredible. Ings has obviously been... Yeah, just just really proud kind of from where we've come at the start of the season to where we are now. Um and he's, you know, he's got his goal and assist, and he had the highest times G as well, 0.4 in, in the whole game. So he's just, um, it just speaks volumes about what he's what he's done in the game and and how how we won it really. Um, and then I just want to say a little bit about Hoiberg and Walprowse in the middle. So I know Hoiberg did a lot of back passes, which I did see, um, <laughs> but again, as a as a kind of duo, they made 35 recoveries and 10 interceptions combined together. Um, Bearing in mind, we had, um, I think it was like 20, yeah, 20 interceptions overall. So 10 of those were made by Hoiberg and Walprowse. Um, and then Hoiberg made the most passes in the game. So again, that, you know, it can be backwards, sideways, or forwards, but, um, he made 14 of those whilst under pressure. So I can tell again, you how think, many of those, what the percentage was of, uh, successful yeah. passes going forward. It was zero, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, so I think maybe he's more important for recycling the ball. So I think potentially next season... um, Steve, do you realise all you're doing is you're giving Hoiberg's agent some fodder to use (laughs) against us? Yeah, do you think that's in his mind Like when he's he's making his... Yes, I honestly do. He is going there, sitting into a meeting. He's probably gone to all the clubs in Europe and he's like, wow, do you know he's got a (laughs) 95% pass completion rate? Oh, wow, that is pretty. That's exactly what we need. Oh and then God, when, that's Spurs want him. When he, try, when he tries a Gerrard or a Scolzi, they're just like, my God, this guy's fucking awful. <laughs> he can't pass the ball forward. No, no diagonal passes. It's just backwards and sideways. That's... But the guys are up to are coming in their pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
again though, like because because of those stats, that almost gives me a bit of relief because I know Romeo can do exactly the same. So we've got a player who can come in, you know, when Hoiberg inevitably leaves. So um, yeah, I don't don't feel too sad there. But yeah, and we've got some and small players actually more comfortable on the ball. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, yes, that's why it's just really great. I thought the press was insane, um, and it won us the game, as we could see. Excellent. And that was actually my point for my nil-nil, because I thought the press was going to be non-existent. We actually had Carl Anker on a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, or a couple of episodes ago, and he said that, you know, a lot of the football, a lot of the successful teams in this, you know, last spell of the season are going to be the ones that hoik the ball forward, got the big, yeah. strong, imposing centre-forwards that are going to be able to hold the ball up and, you know... That, pretty clinical with the, with their finishing but in fact the press was evident and we did use it which is it's pretty nice because it's just our style that is we've been playing all season is um yeah has kept up yeah yeah it's incredible um yeah from some of the games i've watched um to be honest i've, I've not seen it be too successful for many sides just like lumping the ball forwards um so i don't know maybe maybe um the press can work in this situation um yeah we'll have to see it will be a real test against arsenal though won't it because um as i said i'm not going to give any more disrespect to norwich but they are not arsenal i know they're, they're struggling a little bit at the moment but they are going to be able to deal with that a little bit more who arsenal, arsenal norwich <laughs> yeah arsenal um man of the match guys who wants to go first um ings Okay, Steve. Um, I'd also go Ings. Yeah, just just insane. Okay, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go Hoiberg. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got I've got Ings as well. I've actually got written down. He was the be- he's the best forward. He's the best defender. Oh, he he was the, yeah, the, the blocks he was, yeah. he was getting in as well. Incredible, yeah, heading out else. everything. Just so like he's just important in every way, isn't he? And he and he only knows how to play that one way. And he just seems like a match made in heaven for, for Ralph, his system. He's, he's clinical as well. He finds space, and more importantly, he creates the space as well. If it's not there, you know, it, he'll, he'll play off another player, and it, it just makes space happen. He's just, yeah, he's superb. Um, okay, so we go to Arsenal next Thursday, the 25th. That's a 6 p.m. kickoff, and it's live on Sky. Um, Arsenal having a bit of a torrid time at the moment. Yeah. Um, lost to City on the opening night. Opening night of the return, I mean. David Luiz sent off. Um, and lost, yeah. lost away to Brighton yesterday and also lost Leno in the process. Yeah, very unlucky. Very unlucky. Let's do him. Kick him when they're down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I've got here. Like, just saying that really looking forward to it. It's like it's the homecoming as well without the added fan pressure. And they are like a wounded animal. Yeah, I mean, we should have beaten them in the last game. It's just for that stupid seven minutes that I still don't understand how that got added yeah. on. Uh, that it actually ended to. Yeah, we, we were very unlucky that game. Um, but yeah, how do you see this one going, guys? Because I mean, they're down, they're down a tenth place now, and that's only three points ahead of us. Wow, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like, but I mean, yeah, but there's a significant goal difference, of course. So if we beat them fifteen nil. Then we climb ahead of them. So it, uh, doable. It can, it can happen. It can happen. So yeah. I'll put a bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> just that, not, that Leicester game is just coming back to haunt us, isn't it? <clears throat> just glad that we're not fighting relegation and we need that goal difference. But hey. Yeah. Um, Steve, do you have any stats that can help me make up my mind on this prediction? Um, yeah, I do have a few. Just 
more generalized stats. But interestingly, we've drawn against them twice, and we have won against them. So, um, yeah, they've got two wins. We've got one win in the last five games. So it's, it's doable. And also that, as we were saying, that draw we got against them should have really been a win. I still really cannot understand how those seven minutes got added on. Um, so, as Kev said, let's take a master down and uh, let's get something. Absolutely. And Kevin, line up. So, do we see the same eleven that dominated Norwich? Does does Kyle Walker Peters replace Valerie? Does Oberfemi keep his place? Does Hoiberg keep his place? These are all good questions. Um, I imagine Hoiberg's going to keep his place. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, you've got enough time to rest them all, um, so it's going to be maybe two slightly different lineups for the Arsenal match and um, for then the, the Watford away match a few days later because. There's not a huge amount of rest time between them. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, we need, we need to think about that one as well, don't we? Mm. Yeah. So we really do use, need to utilise this, this five subs, and we do need to use every single player we've got. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think we're going to see a couple of introductions, but, I mean, your guess is as good as mine as to um, who it could be. I think Walker-Peters over for Valerie might be good for... 100%. ...experimentation. Um <sighs> So, are you saying this is what you want to happen or what you think is going to happen? Um, I mean, kind of both. I do want to see um, Kyle Walker-Peters. Um, I just don't think it can hurt. And, you know, he's an ex-Spurs player. Maybe that has something. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, does Obafemi keep his place or is Long going to be, going to be back? Um, I think if Long's fit, he should play. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm just thinking that, because, as I say, Ralph talked about Norwich being too soon for, for Shane. I think maybe Thursday could be possible. But, I mean, we might see him on the bench and then, you know, bring him on. Yeah. Half and half. Probably bring yeah. him on on the 84th minute or something and then say, go, <laughs> go and get us a goal, Shane. That's what when, I mean. And then when he doesn't, people are going to be like, oh, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, half and half. Um, but by that I mean eight, nine and a half minutes uh, for one and uh, half a minute for the other. Yeah, I mean I think the only change he needs to make is that Valerie one. That's yeah. one that's needed. Um, yeah. Because he, he did make some errors and you know Norwich just a lack of quality. You, they weren't able to capitalise on that. As I say, um, Newcastle did like when when he made that yeah. error. Um, Arsenal. I know they're struggling, but they do have quality, and, and you, you can't give Obama Yang and Lacazette any of those chances because you know they're going to punish it. And we actually saw Pepe score a fantastic goal against um, Brighton. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, he just cut inside. I know that Pepe plays on the other side to Valerie, but they still have their dangers, and you know we we need to watch out for that. I think so. <sighs> predictions: Who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I, th- I think I'm really kind of scared that we're going to get caught out on the break and I do think we'll concede against Arsenal. But they are also very shaky at the back at the moment and Leno's out. So um, I'm going to go a cheeky 2-1 here for Saints. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Um, um, I'll, I'll go next, Kev, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 win, Saints. I'm going to say... I don't know, at home doesn't really matter. But a home clean sheet, 1-0 Saints win. I think form wins out here, and confidence. That's massive. Yeah. And I think, yeah, let's play with that little bit of freedom. Not too much freedom, though. Um, and then just just have a fucking go at them. Because we didn't, we didn't really start well against Norwich. 
But we should be able to build confidence on how we finish the game. Let's just go in from that game and just fucking tear into him. Just have a go. <laughs> Keep the same team apart from apart from Valerie and then snatch one. So that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna say. One now. Okay. Um, I've clearly been listening to Steve um, saying that we don't do draws, um, and I'm gonna predict a one-one draw. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay. We did draw against them, so yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, as shaky as they can be, um, I don't know. I, 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 I see, I see us, um, you know, taking the lead and and, and throwing it away. Sounds familiar. <laughs> but so, but holding on to, to at least take a point from it. Okay. And to give that home crowd um, exactly what okay. they want. Something to cheer about, yeah. Nothing. I'm gonna make another. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna make another bold prediction for the season, for the rest of the season. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure at what point Ralph decides that he's he's seen enough. The 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 uh, the players that are playing, they need to be rested a little bit more, and he needs to bring on and bleed some more players. Maybe Taylor gets some more time. Maybe Adams gets some more time. Maybe Danso gets some more time, and Kyle Walker Peters. But I'm gonna say it. You heard it here first. Shay Adams will score this season. Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> he, he needs it. Yeah, I think it's coming. I'm not saying ten. it's going to be against Arsenal, but I'm just saying it, it's it's coming. He's going to go. ten goals. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Or he goes and beats um, Ings's title. Just the hand that's possible. Just get a hat trick every time he plays. It's <laughs> yeah, City. Okay, welcome back to the extra time segment. Predictions, Kev. It's been a long time. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I did kind of toy. Literally a week. <laughs> no, I meant since we've like looked at the seasons. Yeah. Um, I did toy with the idea of um, starting from scratch, <laughs> but I thought it might be a little bit mean on you because you've got such a healthy lead. <laughs> okay. Um, so I went nil nil, as you know. Uh, Steve went three one, and Kev, you went two one. So points to both of you, and feckle for me. Um, so now we have you stonking away with fifty three points, and me on thirty nine. So this is this is done. This is over. And Steve gets off the mark with his first points. By the way, he's on he's on two. But okay, I mean he only started in March, but. But yeah, he's off. So yeah, 50, 53 to you, 39 to me, and 2 to Steve. It's obviously a little bit uh, fairer when we start next season, if we fucking start next season anyway. Um, but um, Super 6, we're back on that. Um, and this week's winner was me, again. So wow. Yeah, well uh, yeah, thank you. 12 points. Um, still in 10th place in the league, but... Never mind. Uh, the league leader is still Tom Hennigan, who has a nine-point lead over Tony Randall on 431 points. So, yeah. Well done, Tom. Um, fantasy football this week, Kev. I, I, just before you go in, I mean, I completely forgot that it was fantasy football on Wednesday. So, I, I mean, I only know because me and Steve were chatting and he said, oh, he's got so-and-so in his team. I can't remember who it was. It was someone from the Arsenal game. Um, and I said, shit, I haven't even looked at mine since, like, March. So, and I think it's going to show now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, my mind's been on other matters, and um, drink. I did. I, yeah, yeah, mainly drink. Yeah, work and drink. Um, 
But yeah, the weekend before, I, I looked at the fantasy football like, right, I need to sort out this team. There's um, infinite substitutions if you want them. And um, yeah, by the time I got round to opening on Wednesday, it was too late. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, I, my team hasn't changed since March. Oh. Which is a shame, because there's a couple of shitters in there, I can tell you. <laughs> I know who you've got, yeah, I just want you to say it. Yeah, yeah, I do have the ill-fated uh, David Luiz in my team. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, very kindly got sent off. Uh, I mean, elsewhere it's not looking too bad, but I mean, I could have made a lot better use of that double game. Um, Rodrigo didn't even play for City, did he? No. He um, might not even um, against Burnley. Um, Pepe scored. That's nice. Ings is in there. Um, Stevens and Patricio on the bench a couple of clean sheets that probably should be in my squad yeah it's all gone to shit how many points have um, you got so far so I think Steve is absolutely killing it because I think he's used a bench boost uh, he's a smart fucker isn't he um, yeah, yeah I've got yeah. 42 at the moment oh ok that's, that's pretty bad um, I think yeah Steve's still got like all these games to play today as well and I think he's miles ahead of me yeah, and 90, 94 as we speak. Yeah, he's still got the today's games to go, so. <sighs> yeah, I, Aguero captain, that's a risky strategy. Yeah, see, City and United, you never know, because they've got like enough for like two squads, and let's face it, they're good enough. But I mean, Newcastle and Sheffield United are playing right now as we speak, it's actually half time and it's nil nil, so I don't know if anyone's got anyone from there. Um, so unless you've got. Dubravka or Henderson, then you're not going to be getting the. Well, Steve does have Henderson on the oh, bench. Okay. Oh, right. But he's done, he's, done a, he's done a bench boost, so. Uh, so he's yeah. going to be getting a clean sheet bonus for, that, uh, for Henderson as well, so. That will fuck it. Well, congratulations, Steve. Um, yeah, I think he's won everything this week. <laughs> yeah, well done, Steve. <laughs> that's, that's the, he's going to be in the, well into the hundreds. Um, yeah, he may even have caught me in second place in our podcasters league. Um, yeah, just John Bailey to go there. Um, but yeah, as for uh, in that number league, uh, you're in 42nd place. How many games? Well, that's an improvement. Uh, I mean, that's uh, 43, I think. <laughs> no, 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 there's no 60. So yeah, uh, no, but you, you've you've shifted up. No, that's that's good. Um, well, I've, I've shifted up from March. How's that possible? Um, people don't done a lot worse below you, clearly. Now, um, yeah, I've, I'm sliding down the table, so I'm sure we'll probably meet in the middle somewhere um, quite soon. Um, Steve McCulloch in Ralph we trust still top of the league, uh, 1,770. Although, yeah, Lucy Hynett, look at her. I mean, she's been doing her homework, hasn't she? Mm, she always uh, does, though, doesn't she? She's always, she's always there. I think she takes it very, very seriously. Oh, De Bruyne, captain, and he's still got to play Burnley. Ah, yeah, that's what I should have been doing with my team. But yeah, she's got 106 points at the moment, oh, so I think. Shit. Um, wow. Yeah, and she's playing a bench boost. Um, and oh, yeah, she's got a lot on the bench as well. Yeah, yeah, we're all fucked basically. Um, so yeah, Steve, she's coming for you. Um, she's only four points behind you as we speak, and I think she'll probably be top by by the time today's over. 
Right, well done, people, apart from me and you, Kev. It's mm. great. Um, Russian phrase this week. Oh, yeah. Do we have one? Uh, we can have one. Okay. Can you not say goodbye, Yellows, Kara Road? Um, Just goodbye, Yellows would be nice. Hmm. Okay. Um, I can say adieu. Um, Prashaitya. Prashaitya. And what does that mean? That uh, means, uh, yeah, farewell, goodbye, adieu. Not yellows. Um, we can add a yellow if you want. So your canaries would be... Canareki. 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 Prashaitya Canareki. Goodbye, yellows. Okay. Yep. Nice. Okay. Good, goodbye, canaries. Oh, goodbye, canaries. Sorry. Excellent. Kev, thank you. Um, another, thank you. Another week. It's good to be back. Yes, it is. And it's good to be back with a win, more importantly. Yeah. I, I like the... the the idea of making a Saints podcast um, it kind of works now, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yes it does. And I'm really looking forward to Thursday's game. So, uh, on to that one. Yeah. And up the Saints. Up the fucking Saints. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.